What's up, what's up, everybody? Welcome to episode 24 of The Overview. I'm Shannon V, back from vacation. And, uh, you know, we missed you guys last week, so can't wait to talk about a bunch of stuff with you guys. Fish Sticks joining me, Jason Kaplan here. What's up, fellas? Dude, actually, I was first looking at the script. I'm like, oh, we don't actually have that much to talk about. But that's because we forgot, like, seven things. Uh, (laughs) That's because I've been gone for, like, you know, almost two weeks now. So, actually, this is a ridiculously stacked show. We've got team transfers, player transfers. We've got the Overwatch World Cup that was just announced. ESL Atlantic Showdown brackets are uh, formalized, or the the groups are formalized. Uh, We've also got uh, the Overwatch Open and the last qualifiers this weekend. Uh, So, yeah, just shit ton of stuff to talk about, um, as well as summer games and so on. Yeah, Jason, how you been? a preview for you guys. I have been drained. I mean, you got to give credit to ZP and Hex to how often they cast. But doing five weeks of shows, four days a week. For EU and NA times when you're going home at like three, four in the morning, mm-hmm. it's rough. But I'm glad we're done. I'm glad we finally have our teams for the main event because it's going to be a damn good event. Oh yeah! Did oh, you yeah. actually stay up to like eight a.m. once or twice mm-hmm. in that in that gambit? I don't remember. Yeah, a couple. Days. I just remember Demon just being like, "All right, let's go get some breakfast." And yeah, some of those sleep. some of those series were oh, so man. long, man. It was yeah. I remember the whole the, first week fiasco. Yeah, that was crazy. I'm man. sure. 10 hour days or whatever 12 hour, i don't know how long you guys were casting but it, it was it was pretty silly at the end <laughs> those are funny days um but yeah so let's talk about i guess just a general announcement from overwatch where the summer game events uh you know jeff kaplan had a developers update that talked about how you know just events have been something in a lot of the other blizzard games and um overwatch was going to introduce this with the uh, summer games given that the olympics are right now in rio and we're seeing the theme just come out loot boxes now have uh, skins that are you know basically Olympic skins for a lot of the the characters, and uh, there's been one particular one I feel like everybody's been trying to get, which is the the Genji, the white Genji, which does look pretty badass. Uh, have either of you guys got it? Did you get it? I have not gotten it yet. Oh, I've gotten it like three times. Shut up. Have you? Seen- oh, but it's not even it's not even the white. Not it's not. But seventy cases. Okay. Se- I, I've not bought times? a single case yet because oh um, I'm, wow. I'm a bad person. I don't know. Man, I haven't bought one either, it. actually. But I might have. But to. no, <laughs> the Genji skin. It's not even the white. It's the it's the red sword. It's the red visor. It's oh, yeah. like yeah. True. completely different than any other Genji skin. It's so sick. Yeah. But I mean, let's be honest. This real skin everyone wants is the fucking American American McCree skin. Like. God damn, that skin looks amazing. The gun even <laughs> looks better than a golden gun. The red, white, and blue gun. Uh, yeah, yeah, that's true. I didn't actually think about that. Yeah, that's true. In, in fact, golden guns in general just like... I, I don't know. Actually, that's something we, sh- we should talk about too. Uh, oh, yeah, yeah. That's coming up in just a second. Yeah, that's going to be the next yeah. thing we talk about. But um, So your, your favorite's, favorite so your favorite's McCree, oh. all right? And, it's got to be a McCree. Really? Yeah, McCree's pretty good uh, he's the nice second i, I got to give it up for the torbjorn skin it's <laughs> yeah, just the like one. Oh man i don't know i love it it's yeah. like not pink hair thank god yeah <laughs> weightlifter true. and champion zarya is pretty good it's pretty nice yeah they definitely picked the appropriate characters that's cool mercy kind of uh, mercy seems a little little out of place there but uh everybody else seems like uh, definitely perfect for whatever event that they're supposed to be competing in um i do really want the tracer skin too yeah the tracer skin's kind of she looks different though i have both <clears throat> yeah both 
Oh my god. Every skin except things. the Torbjorn skin, unfortunately. Oh man. You you I bought got the, uh... you bought boxes, right? You haven't been playing seventy boxes, right? I bought you know, like seventy boxes, but I also haven't played a lot. <laughs> okay, okay, cool. Because the season ends soon. Yeah, it does. Yeah, that's yeah, that's really another thing we're gonna talk about. Um, but continuing on summer, summer games, they also added a tavern brawl, that's uh very new and, and conceptually it's a completely new thing. Lucio Ball, it's basically Rocket League inside of Overwatch, where Lucio, you know, Lucio is the only character you can play outside of a bug that people have been, been exploding. Uh, so what do you guys think about that? You guys play try it out, Lucio Ball? Not even once. God, I'm sorry. <laughs> I mean, it looks like Rocket League. league it looks like Rocket League, except for way worse. I don't know. I don't know. No offense, guys. I, I, no I, offense, if, guys. I'm, if I'm playing Overwatch, I'm gonna be grinding my competitive. Uh, you're uh, such a try, yeah. You're such a tryhard, man. You know me, uh, Jason. You play Lucio Ball. So I had to. I had to try it. Um, yeah. Okay, so yeah, it's basically Rocket League. But what I liked about it was just literally running around with Lucio and like bouncing off the pads, keeping momentum, mm-hmm. riding off the sides. There's something really soothing about it. Like in Counter Strike, you have surf maps. Yeah, uh, I wish yeah, they actually yeah. had like a, a KZ map, like a jumping map for Lucio only. We have to ride walls and get to like oh, certain places. Yeah. That'd be great. Um, but you know, maybe the game mode wasn't necessarily as fun or as fun as some people maybe hoped. But the fact that they introduced something new mm-hmm. and a new game mode that's special to this occasion was really cool. I think. Yeah, and it was it was done great. I mean, the stadium looked awesome. I mean, you know, just everything about Overwatch basically was applied to this tavern brawl in terms of art, the artwork, just artwork, and even just the design of of the board and everything. Um, I think you know, for me, it's definitely. I mean, I like the fact that you can like you know go backwards a lot quicker, you know, respond quicker in terms of of just playing the game itself. Um, but I like you said, Jason. I kind of wish you could. I don't know, just fly a little bit more, you know, just the momentum could be maintained a little bit better than it is right now. I kind of wish you could shoot too. Like you could shoot the ball, not shoot at each other. Um, but there, there's like missing some element of, of, you know, attacking the ball in a way because all, you know, it's like you can, you can punch it. You can obviously right click it too, but um, it was hard getting a super shot. Maybe I just haven't played it enough. And some people who are experts at it can like do crazy kind of shots, you know, or, or very powerful shots, but um, it's actually pretty close. It's actually pretty close to being something cool if they like imply not necessarily implied a map editor but they had like a special training map for each hero like for instance for lucio you have to wall climb you have to like go to a certain map and jump certain spots and stuff like that but, like reinhardt could be aim practice with flame strike or something your shield appropriate like yeah. make specific training maps for each hero would be a really cool idea i think mm-hmm. yeah because mm-hmm. you can really ex- extort like the strengths of each hero and practice the strengths as well yeah Actually, speaking of Reinhardt, it might have been cool just to you know not only have Lucio only Lucio only in the, on that. Maybe Reinhardt would be kind of fun actually in some ways too, deflecting the ball. Goalie. The goalie. Yeah, not even just goalie, even just using the as, I don't know a way just to deflect the ball into the goal off a you know like a carom or something. So, um, but anyways, I, I you know this when Jeff introduced this, he he obviously said that this was you know just more of a concept, you know, just trying out these these different types of things and seeing how this goes. Uh, and overall, I think it's. It's a definitely a good proof of concept, and kind of excited to see what else they can make with this engine, or just with the the tools that they have. Arcade, I about it. Arcade, it's like you, you mentioned before that people 
can exploit it and play non-Lucio heroes <laughs> and kill people in it. Yeah. But the fact that they went back and banned people for seven days who are exploiting this, <laughs> yeah, that is right. awesome to see. <laughs> it's awesome to see, though. Yeah. Like, I mean, it's a little harsh because obviously people want to try out for fun, but the people who are abusing it just to be a-holes should be banned. But it's nice to see that they're looking after the game mode they introduced, not just putting it there and letting people, you know, yeah, run them up. Just do it. whatever the hell. Yeah, it's not like like PTR style or something like that. Um, yeah, that's true. Uh, so yeah. you you guys mentioned a season ending soon. So that was like another another big news that they uh, um, announced actually earlier today or maybe like late last night. Uh, so they they've announced that August seventeenth. 5 p.m. Pacific will be the last day of season one. They've even gone and listed how the breakdowns will be for the competitive points, which everybody's been very curious about. And it looks like if you can get 65 and over, if level 65 and over, that you'll be guaranteed at least one golden gun. Um, it looks like maybe that's all you can get is 300, right? Um, you, you know, even if you're like level 85 or whatever. Uh, so 65 is the cutoff point. I'm nothing. I'm not close to that, so unfortunately, I'm not going to get that. But how about you guys? You guys are clear of 65, right? Yep. Uh, <laughs> yep. That awkward, like. Uh, yep. Oh, I'm, I'm way above 65. Thank you very much. Yes, but you are, you are. Uh, I just wanted to say uh, that I'm a little bit disappointed by this uh, for two reasons. Mm-hmm. Uh, number one reason is 65 seems like a little bit low for the highest tier to me. Um, I know it's like top 4% or top 3% of players are above 65, so it's really not that big of a pool, but uh, it is still a lot of people that are above that range. And, you know, it feels like, oh, hey, I got like above 70. Shouldn't I get something more? Um, but then conversely, on the other side, it's I also feel like 300 points is is way more than I was expecting. Like golden guns right now are extremely rare, and it shows that someone has played a ton and when they choose one character that they're going to you know, get the golden gun for, you know that they're like a specialist in that character for the most part. Okay. Uh, but now I feel like you know every game I play, almost everyone's above 65. So everyone's just going to have a golden gun. Uh, so yeah, it kind of decreases the value of a golden gun a little bit. Like, look, I think it's cool that we're getting rewards for our performance. Um, I don't want to take away from that. But I just I think it could have been done a little bit better. I don't know. agree. Like, you want more prestige put on it. Obviously, well, it, it goes both ways, right? Like, you look at League of Legends, and if you're, like, diamond or higher in, every se- or in a season, you get a special skin for uh, a champion, and you get a special ward skin and stuff like that. Same time, it's like, you could just play it and grind out a golden gun. Yeah. Prefer it to be, like, in one season, you can get one golden gun, and then that's it. And if you didn't make the cut, then maybe you can save the currency for, like, the next one or something like that. So people who have golden guns special but at the same time you want people to always feel like they can obtain the content as long as they keep playing like you don't want to make it impossible for someone to to accomplish something like that so i could i could see both ends but still as prestigious as it maybe should i mean i agree with i definitely agree with all those things that you guys are saying um you know i'm right now i'm like you know in that 56 59 range right now so i mean i'm not like super far but i'm just i don't think i'm gonna get it uh and at least i get 120 points so it might take me a couple of seasons or, or three seasons to get it, but um, do you think that 300 CPs, just having one golden gun, is really enough? Like, there's a big difference between 65 and 85. You know what I mean? So, should a person at 85 get additional points on top of three? You know, like there's a slight difference, one? though. There's the top 500 rewards. Yeah, top 500 yeah. gets special yeah. 
animated spray, which is amazing. Yeah, animated spray is, is a pretty big deal. I'm just sad because I'm never going to get top 500. Oh, but It's not even top 500, though. It's If you accomplish top 500 once, then yeah. you get the stuff. Yeah, which means that's... there's probably like 2,000 people out there that will get it as well. So it's not truly top 500. Yeah, yeah. Should have sure been, though. Well. I don't know why they did it like that, actually. Uh, just so I guess Maybe they get the reward, the achievement right yeah. in the moment, I guess. That sort of thing. Um, there's no ranking right now. Like We have to go look at another website to see what we're ranked, right? So it'd be nice if it was in-game, that we could see it in real time. Um yeah, as a part of me thinks that it should there should be more. I, I feel like you know just not only the animated the, the animated spray. I, I feel like you should get, get more chances at a golden gun because, like you said, Ben, like everybody's gonna have a golden gun when you're playing, but that's only one of the characters that they play. So yeah, maybe they specialize on in it. I don't know. Maybe not. Maybe it's just the coolest golden gun and you know that they want to use versus their their best player. So um, eh, I don't know. I kind of wish it was more. I have a prediction. I have a yeah. prediction here. Uh, there are going to be more guns than just the golden gun. Because if you go into that menu, it's like it looks like it's a context menu for buying all kinds of weapons. Uh, and right now, they only have the golden guns. So if if I have oh, okay. one prediction here, I think there's going to be a lot more to buy with your competitive points down the road. Hmm, okay, that'd be cool. More choices, or the more stuff in the store, the better, for sure. Blizzard, right? This is only the first season, so yeah, like, yeah, <laughs> yeah. First, you know. Okay, esports news, guys. Got a ton to talk about. Might as well get started now. Uh, some big team announcements. Actually, a lot of team announcements. Actually, Jason added another three here to the list, but we'll talk about the big ones first. There's two. Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, so the first one, uh, of course, the earliest one that we saw that was uh, over a week ago was that um, Mixup, which was formerly Luminosity, has uh, signed with NRG, you know, Shaq's team. You know, everybody was talking about Seagull being tweeted by Shaq and what that meant. Well, obviously, it meant something. And no surprise, you know, these type of tweets are generally, <laughs> not, are, are generally, you know, uh, done for a reason it doesn't happen just out of the blue so uh, i wasn't surprised at this even you know knowing what's going on you know or you're talking to shade or whatnot whatever like uh, i definitely was expecting this to happen how about you guys was this any shock to you guys uh with the information you guys knew nope nope <laughs> yeah shock tweeting him and then the entirety of old luminosity following energy on twitter Kind of obvious, right? Yeah. Kind of obvious. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Me, what was the surprising thing is who they picked up in place of mixed yeah. up or now energy too strong, strong from uh, from yeah. EU, mm-hmm. who I can say they've been on the rise, but I would never consider them at the moment like a tier one team. Mm-hmm. Um, though I guess that's changing slightly with some recent results. But like even Rogue, unless they re-signed, their contract should have ended back in July. Uh, from what I heard, so there was always the opportunity to pick up a team like Rogue. Mm. Yeah, oh, I'm yeah. surprised they picked them up. To be honest, I mean they're not they're not bad. Like don't get me wrong, Olba is insane. Or Ar- Ar- sorry, is insane, um, and is really starting to branch out in his hero pool. But it's not like a team that's had tons of results against top teams. So yeah, there might I mean, be maybe yeah. creation. Mm-hmm. Well, that that's certainly a, a talking point for us uh, here as we go through some of these uh, additional team pickups. It's just there really aren't any more rosters left that can compete at a high level uh, for teams to pick up. Uh, they're really, you know, it's getting to the point where if you want to acquire a team, you're going to have to look below 
tier one, you're probably going to have to look below tier two. You're you're going to have to look at the teams that have had you know maybe good performance and good performances in Gosu Gamer weeklies or have gotten to the top five or top four of some bigger tournaments. But the folks that are getting first through third already are have a home, and uh, it's looking to be that way for the foreseeable future. Uh, wondering what kind of talent we'll see pop up. I mean, are we in the position where we're having, you know, now it's kind of like a swap where, where teams do have leverage now and it, it's a money issue, you know, it is like, you know, Luminosity taking it too strong. That, that's going to, I, I'm just guessing that's going to be cheaper than having oh, yeah. a team like Mixup. Uh, I mean, are we to that point in Overwatch already? I mean, I don't think these salaries are like crazy or anything. Salaries definitely aren't crazy. Mm-hmm. I don't, I, there's some teams obviously will ask for quite a bit, like probably your Cloud9s, your Envious's. Uh, reunited, though they're staying with their own organization. Mm-hmm. Oh. To me, I don't know how you feel, Ben. It feels like it's just a grab, right? Like every organization's trying to get in really quickly yeah. because they want to pick up a team and be represented at these tournaments coming up. And it's not necessarily like a calculated investment. It's just like, a, well, we need to get our name into this game. Wow. Okay. Now, kind of thing. That, that's why I feel. I mean, you got to start somewhere. Mm-hmm. Yeah. True. Okay. Yeah. I mean, that's that's definitely true. You got to start somewhere. Um. And you would guess that the due diligence would be be done pretty pretty well for for a lot of these team pickups, uh, but then you have TSM, right? Yeah. Up dropping uh, Code Seven or what used to be. Oh code boy, 7, here we go. <laughs> and uh, facilitated a transfer. So like officially facilitated a transfer to Complexity. So Code Seven is now Complexity. Just to, for those of you that haven't been following, but TSM, you know, it, there was this huge thing. Just maybe a little bit over a week ago, when TSM picked up Code Seven, the TGO brothers, uh, of course, Nicholas, you know, and Torkin, caused a lot, of, lot of, I mean, a lot of discussion basically in the community about whether or why is TSM picking up two guys who have been you know, confirmed cheaters in another game, and you know, why do that with such a, a big brand like TSM, and uh, you know, just all that big discussion, right? And it looks like what it's led to is like TSM was pressured into dropping Code 7 after picking them up for, for just over a week, uh, which obviously nobody does that on purpose. You know, nobody's going nobody's gonna to do that unless there's some crazy, you know, just a lot of pressure from a third, whatever it is, right? So um, the fact that that happened, I mean, makes you wonder, like, did, did TSM know about this stuff? I mean, did they know about it? And then just maybe, I guess, sponsors didn't know about it or, or whatnot. But it's, it is pretty strange for a very high-profile team like TSM to, to be making moves like this. What do you guys looks think? It looks weird. Yeah. I mean, it looks really weird from an outsider's perspective to see this happen. Um, it's not a good look at all. Yeah. Uh, and I just, you have to imagine that TSM's management knew about their past. And, you know, they did say in the post, Reggie did say in the post that they knew about their past uh, in CSGO, but they didn't know that there were accusations in other games or something like that. But really, like, I think they <laughs> were... Come on, only, I mean... They were only actually, they were only actually caught uh, from... As far as I understand, I could be wrong, and I apologize if I am. Someone can re- maybe correct me in chat. But from my understanding, they only got caught by Sivo's... Uh, yeah. Sivo's anti-cheat in a pickup game in CSGO. Right. So that's the only time they've actually been convicted... Uh, and, uh, I don't know. It just seems weird to me. Like they should, they definitely knew, like, I, I don't believe that they, they didn't know what was in store for them here. So I'm not really sure what was like the, 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 you know, the straw on the camel's back or whatever it was here. Maybe it was just how big it blew up on Reddit. I don't know. 
but I, I will see. go back to what I've said in previous uh, shows and just say like when you're when you talk about players like this uh, in a damning fashion uh, on Reddit and you're saying oh they for sure cheat that actually harms their credibility whether it's true or not and I think we saw that illustrated very clearly here you know just after it blew up on Reddit you know a week later they transferred the roster so. Yeah, well, I mean, I just want to reiterate that they transferred to a, another very notable team brand, which is Complexity. So it's not like yeah. they're just going to some, you know, just very small team or you know, a team, a, a starting, a starter team type of thing. No, I mean, they're going into another brand that's Complexity. So obviously, Jason and those guys know about their past too, right? Yeah, and I trust Jason's judgment. Mm-hmm. I mean, uh, I don't know. I feel kind of weird. I feel like it's a shitty situation, and the community certainly didn't help here. Uh, but I know that there's a lot of people that say once a cheater, always a cheater. They should never be allowed to play competitively. Like a lot of people think like that. I'm not one of those people. Um, so I feel bad for those guys, honestly. But I don't know. What do you think, Jason? Not even being touched on about this is the fact that if TSM, like the players of the team, had the option to drop the two brothers. And stay with TSM. Yeah, right. Mm-hmm. He stick with them because they because they believe in them that they're not cheating and they want to stay together as a team because they're performing pretty well. As in TSM, no, we're just dropping you, so you don't have a chance to drop them as players. I think if it's the former of those two options, then it kind of shows into the credibility of the two brothers and the two players that the mm-hmm. team believes they're not cheating and are trust interesting themselves in okay. these big tournaments with this roster. Well, the, the rumor I heard is that the TSM uh, organization uh, did propose that, and then the team decided to stick together, and that's why they're transferred to Complexity. Just rumors, folks. I don't know if it's uh, 100% legit It's a good not. sign, though. Yeah, like, the credibility is. of the two players and within the team, like the mentality of the team saying, no, we, we don't think you guys are cheating because we're performing, and maybe they found a better home with Complexity. So Yeah. Anyway, we'll uh, we'll see them on land really soon at the uh, Atlantic Showdown. Yeah, I guess one last question, just following up on that 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 whole you know um, hypothetical question about dropping them and whatnot. Uh, are Torque and Nicholas to, to you guys like good enough that you know there's there aren't people that could replace them at this point, you know, as DPS players or no? The, you think the every, I think almost every single player in the top right yeah. now can be replaced. Yeah. Okay. Cool. A single one because the. The big untapped talent pool of the ranked ladder. You look at Kib on Reunited. I mean, the amount of people you can be you can be picking up, and even Steel, the ex-CSGO player, is thinking about making a team based off just the rankings alone. Because there's a hell of a lot of skill out of these players. They just haven't had the opportunity yet to play with teams. Mm-hmm. And in on Reunited. Yeah, it's a it's an interesting perspective. Definitely, I think looking at the ranking, uh, you're going to be able to pick some gems out of that. I was going to say the opposite. I was going to say I don't think anyone can replace these guys because they're so freaking good. <laughs> uh, but, you know, you're probably right. If there's if you have a, a lot of diligence and you dig around through those rankings, you'll find somebody yeah. eventually. Team picked up someone uh, unknown. I just literally cannot for the life of me remember who it was. I can probably find it. Who picked up someone off the rankings just because they played with them and they were good. Wow. Okay. The rankings do matter, it. baby. Yeah, definitely. Do matter. Look but, at League of Legends again. I hate to keep comparing yeah, that's it to true. it, but a that's lot of the point. top players have come from solo, solo queue or whatever, from just playing in Challenger or Master, whatever the highest league is now these days. Um, and then they get put to the test, and some of them can perform, some of them sink. Mm-hmm. Right. Okay, yeah. Well, so we'll have to see how it goes for complexity. Uh, hopefully, and maybe it makes them a stronger team, you know, just going through this adversity. Snow, uh, the Brazilian players, sorry. 
Dude, yeah. Snow. Snow, okay. That got picked up off the ranking ladders just because they played with him. Like, hey, he's really good. Let's give him a shot. And he's been doing him good. I, I, I think there's there's a fine line. I think Ben and I are both right in a situation that there is a certain level that makes them hard to replace just because they've been playing with the team so long and they do have good individual skill. Mm-hmm. In, what, five months' time, four months' time, we'll see a lot of people who we've never even heard of uh, today come up and play for this, a lot of these top teams. I hope so, man. We need more talent. Yeah, we've been saying that for a while now, and you know the game's been out. Fishstick, uh, Fishstick's t- team envious. He's a new oh, yeah, internet. dude. It's, it's happening. New Winston <laughs> no, dude, Genji. Come on. Genji. Uh, no, but there are a couple more team pickups yeah, to Yeah, uh, let's still go through them. Uh, and this one I really like. I think this one makes a ton of sense. SG1, the Finnish squad, they're an entirely Finnish team, has been picked up by NAP, which is a Swedish organization, so a little bit of Nordic love going on there. But uh, SG1 has played in, what, like three dozen tournaments? Uh, They've stuck together. They've had a really consistent roster. They've placed well uh, so many times. Um, I would still call them a Tier 2 team. They they can't really compete with the Enviouses and the Cloud9s of the world uh, always, but... Uh, they've just stuck together for so long, and I think that alone is reason to pick up this squad. So really glad to see the SG1 guys find a team, and also really glad just to have ninjas in pajamas in Overwatch. I mean, this is a storied esports organization, uh, yet another storied esports organization uh, jumping into the fray, which is awesome to see. Mm-hmm. Uh, then also it looks like uh, one oh. shot. Uh, uh, uh. I wanted to say something about the SG, or the NIT. Oh, okay. <laughs> well, I left you a breathing room. I, know, I, was, I had to work on a Google Doc to pull up the information. I wanted. Okay. Um, no, I think you're right. Like they're definitely like a tier two team. I think they've shown they can play in tier one. But the problem is they've had a couple of roster swaps again. Uh, it was like Kaino came in for Lazzy, who came in for Hawks, who was getting married. Play with a solid six, but. These guys have beaten like reunited. These these guys are actually yeah. really good. They just yeah. kind of I can't I guess settle on a roster and against top teams. I'm looking at what I have. Uh, they have 33 map wins and 51 map losses. So they're still not at that quite mm. point yet of being able to compete. But they're they're getting there. I'd say they're a lot Dude, better Jason, off than a lot of other people. You need to share this doc with me. No this kidding, sounds, man. This uh, sounds amazing. Where are you getting this stuff, man? Okay. Speaking of that document, <laughs> by the way. Because we, we talked about this. I feel like a major dick for bringing it up on air. Team Envious versus Complexity now, XTSM. Yes. They have, so Complexity now have not picked up a single map versus Envious. They're 0 and 22 against Envious. Yep. I mean, so are most teams, but uh, yeah. Cotton has gotten one or, one or two. A couple. Right? Yeah. A couple. I think they're one of the few teams who has not picked up a single map against Envious. That's yeah. they just a got their number. They just got their number. I mean,. Complexity does fine so against I'm, all the other teams, okay? So it's not like it's a specific case. I mean, they just happen to match up poorly against NPS or their strategies do, right? Um, okay, uh, we got, let's see, One Shot Becomes Method? Jason, you want to talk about that one? How much to say about it? Or? Just, just a solid pickup. I think a lot of teams really want to get their foot in the door, and One Shot has always been like on the cusp of like high tier two, low tier one for a long time in North America. Um, it's good to see them pick up a team. They unfortunately didn't qualify mm-hmm. the Atlantic um, showdown, but that's a solid team. Like, like Ben was saying before, there's not a lot of top teams remaining anymore or, or any that you can actually pick up for an organization. Mm-hmm. I think Method probably got one of the better North American teams that are left. Oh, yeah. I'm just glad to see it because uh, Ultima Web was always like 
even in the beta phase, um, actually, especially in the beta phase, he kind of stood out to me as like a top three Genji in the world uh, for a moment there. I don't know if he, I haven't seen him play recently, but this guy is an incredibly talented uh, DPS player, and I think you can build a team around this guy. Um, so good to see. And lastly, we got H2K picks up Kids Next Door. Ah, so, this one I know nothing about. Yeah, I don't know anything about this one either. They're past results, just to like get more of an idea, because I've actually never casted them. Um, they placed 9th through 16th through two of the NA qualifiers, and 5th through 8th in the last qualifier. Um, Esper's on this team. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, that, yeah, so Esper's on the team, mm-hmm. but also... Days in chat, she's going to go off about this, but they have a female DPS player for the team, Marissa. Um, that's awesome. Yeah, that's great. To see. And they also have someone else on the team. I think it's Pharaoh, who has like 1.2 million followers on SoundCloud or something. Um, wow. Yeah, one of, the, one of the players from the team. Up okay. there with the music. Yeah, Pharaoh. Wait, wait, so he's a music. User he, DJ. He's, he, oh, he's a DJ. Oh my God, does he play Lucio too? <laughs> That'd be awesome. Uh, if he did, that would be awesome. He's a flex, so yeah. probably not. <laughs> Darn man. Um, the marketing potential producer on DJ that day. has two hundred seventy-four thousand followers on SoundCloud. Sweet man. See, Overwatch. I don't even know how. I don't even know how you figured that one out, Jason. Gotta give it so, up for that one. I just saw people on Twitter yeah. following him, and I'm like, who the hell is this guy? And I see like HDK gave it. I'm like, what the? And how to look into it, but. I mean, H2K, let's see what they can it's do. It's cool, man. Team. All kinds, you know, like Overwatch is There's reaching also, all kinds of people. Basically, the last, like, team we're talking about that got picked up. But there's yeah. one more team I wanted to mention, a special mention to, oh, in North America. This is the team who beat FaZe Clan in week three of the qualifiers. This is the team who qualified through on the last week. Um, this is... It, it, it's a team who have some background in different games, but they've just been playing the hell out of out of the game since it's come out, like 2,000 hours combined within the team or something like that. Um, and the results just this last weekend got them beating NG Red 3-2. Wow. Uh, they lost to TSM, now Complexity 3-0. But then they went on to beat um, Soda Pop 3-1. They beat Method 3-0. And they lost to Fnatic 3-0, but it was a ridiculously close 3-0. It actually doesn't even reflect how close the games were like they were on ilios against Fnatic, and were up like 2-1 at one point through i think was played it came down to like 10 second difference that no one's heard of that could challenge Fnatic. like this is a a good team coming well that's fantastic yeah i mean those are definitely solid results too so gaming (laughs) <laughs> wants uh, to get in on this yeah no kidding right like <laughs> we'll probably see another another organization try to jump in on this um but cool yeah just another crazy crazy week of, of team transfers and or just teams getting picked up and uh we'll see how, if it continues on you know it's the month of, month of august here before we move on we're gonna do some esports recaps of events uh, i wanted to give a quick shout out just to some of the itunes folks that left some five-star reviews this week uh, nizash09 and mc farlin uh, thanks a lot for doing that. And if you guys want to help out the show uh, and you guys listen to the, the podcast on iTunes or Google Android or Google Music Podcast, uh, you can just leave us a review. Leave us a five-star uh, review, and it helps with just how, how the whole SEO thing works and, and people finding the show a, lot, a little bit more easy. 
Okay, so let's talk about uh, ESL Atlantic Showdown. So this is Jason's Jason's event for the most part, and he's been casting like a boss, like he talked about earlier. And so uh, let's we're finally down to to the um, what would you call it Sem- semifinals? What, what, what's this officially? Oh, eight teams. These eight, are just eight, eight teams. teams in two, two groups. groups. Yeah. GSL format. Yeah groups uh it's best of three the entire way through i'm not sure what's going to happen with the semifinals and finals i'm assuming they'd be turning up best of five and maybe best of seven at the end mm-hmm. yeah we've got misfits versus fanatic in our initial match for group a and nbs versus creation as our second match in group a all playing in that double elimination format mm-hmm. that is last group like yeah i talked to creation crazy. earlier today i talked to numlock and he's like yeah we're not been playing well uh lg performing was too strong actually beat them this last week in the uh overwatch open but yeah we're not playing well and then we get matched against envious in our first <laughs> freaking match this is feels this is bad, bad news man. bears for them yeah but misfits like the like pretty much arguably the best european team at the moment fanatic who's just up and coming and not to mention have a chance to boot camp uh, i believe in new york now they're gonna be in mm. Okay. Envious, who is basically the what, they're fifty six and zero right now in ma- uh, in matches lost in the past fifty six games. Wow. Like, are, like, how do, <laughs> wow. like basically, they're fit to come through as first. But you have to wonder who's coming through that in second place. Is it Misfits? Is it Fnatic? Is it Creation? And I think probably all three of us will agree that Creation is going to be the underdog in that yeah. case, which is weird to say. Creation, the it, underdog. It's super weird, man. Yeah. I mean, this they at it for a moment, Creation was the best team in Europe for like a split moment a couple months back. Um, but yeah, I mean, Misfits play incredibly well. And this Fnatic squad has yeah. to be the most improved team <laughs> in yeah. competitive Overwatch over the last month or two. I mean, they've gone from a team that's like on the cusp of Tier 2, uh, then they add IDDQD, and they start playing even better and better. But all of a sudden, like this this squad has played better and better with every single tournament they participated in. And honestly, if I had to give it to anyone, oh man, I don't even know between Misfits and Fnatic. Uh, maybe my NA bias will just shine through, and I'll just go with Fnatic. I, that's that's where I would go, actually. Misfits on that one. I mean, really? I'm just, I'm, I'm, just following their, I'm following their trajectory here, which is just yeah. going straight up. I feel like in the, also, I feel like in the last three weeks, you know, Fnatic's been playing pretty darn well, and it's going to carry over to next week, I would assume. So, um, thing is, like, that's the exact story of Misfits, like down <laughs> okay. to a T. Like, exactly what happened to them when they were known as Graviton Surge back yeah. in the Take TV tournament. Mm-hmm. Didn't really perform too well there. They didn't really, obviously, you know, win the whole thing. But since that moment when they finally had their six with Crew and Co, they've been just performing better and better and better. And and out of nowhere, they became the best team uh, in Europe. And I want to give this to Fnatic because you mentioned IDDQD, but you have to give a shout to Vonathil, uh, the oh. other Swedish player of the team, who is actually the caller for the team, mm-hmm. um, has been helping them out, I think, tremendously. I think Europe probably has the best in-game callers, technically, uh, compared to North America. Because even Envious are five five Europeans and one American. Um, like, Nox, I have to give a special shout-out to. Now in Rogue, uh, being in-game caller. That's when Creation was at the peak with Nox. And then he kind of went to, to Rogue for a better offer. Mm-hmm. They're definitely a damn good team. And I honestly think they have they definitely have a chance to come out second in that group. It's going to be and, tough, uh, but there's a It's going to be a great series. I mean, it's just the first round, too. Uh, but that that I think that's going. This is going to be what best of five, right? Just the first round, or? in groups, and then three, right? Oh, yeah, and then three. semifinals oh, and finals. Yeah. I don't okay. know yet exactly what it's going to be. Double eliminations. So. Okay. Yeah. Um, and also, not to place too much value on it, but Nevix, who's one of the star players for this team, is actually ranked number two in the world 
uh, on on his uh, ranking. competitive ranking. Yeah. He's currently got 92 competitive points. Holy which crap. I didn't even know there were people above <laughs> the 90s until I just checked two seconds ago. There's five people above 90, and he is he's number two out of every single Overwatch player right now. So he deserves the, he deserves a second Golden Gun. I'm also uh, <laughs> I'm also noticing something else, just as a tangent. I don't like the top ten. It's like six Koreans. Oh God! So it's coming in there now. They're, 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 they're coming on strong. To be fair, though, to be fair, they're I know of a lot too. of players who bought Smurf accounts just because they don't want to play on their main account anymore. Like they want to remain top five hundred and they don't want to bother. And they they have it for like playing with viewers on stream, which is another whole problem. Yeah, yeah, yeah. with oh people so far away from where you are. Yeah. Like he was number one until I think maybe last week when he was ninety one. It's insane. I didn't, I didn't even, yeah, like, like Fishnick said, I didn't even know people were that high yet until I looked on Master Overwatch. I was like, holy crap. I mean, you can just keep going and no, going that's... and going, right? I mean, the people at the top can just continually go. Oh, no, actually, it tops out at 100. Is that right? I forget what. I what... it tops out at 100. Jeff, yeah. That's kind of weird that it does top out at 100. In theory, it should just continually go up for the, t- like, literally the top players because they can continue yeah. to gain points, right? So At that point, it doesn't really matter, though, because you get the ranking within top 500 moves, not your actual. Yeah, 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 sure. sure. Um, but then we have Group B you do, as well Group for B, the showdown. Man. <laughs> group B, just Group That's B. That's sick, dude. Yeah. yeah, Group B is is hard to call. I mean, uh, it st- you got starts out with uh, two matches: uh, Reunited versus Complexity. Uh, Reunited has also been one of the foundations of Overwatch, uh, competitive Overwatch, since the very early days. They have so much experience, such a wealth of experience. In fact, a lot of these players even have LAN experience because they competed together in Battlefield and other games, as Jason knows very well. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, this co- <laughs> but this complexity <laughs> roster, uh, I still have so much faith in them. So honestly, I don't know who comes out on top. If anything, I have to give it to complexity here. And then you've got Cloud9 versus Rogue. And uh, Rogue is just uh, an incredible team out of Europe as well. Um, you know, I see Cloud9 coming out of this group for sure. Uh, but, you know, outside of Cloud9 having a slight edge, I think, I don't even know who to call. I mean, what do you think, Jason? Uh, I think Cloud9 definitely as first. Second place is going to be really tough, but I'm not sure if Rogue have a chance. As in, okay, no. They have a chance, obviously, but I don't know if they are a heavy hitter for coming in second place. They were the best team in Europe, like, hands down, way back during the Take TV tournament because they had a special seventh player, um, Too Good, James Harding, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. was coaching Seriously. for them mm-hmm. and was literally watching their scrims and guiding them, like, no, you need to go for this kind of strategy, you need to switch up to these heroes, et cetera, et cetera. And yeah. ever since they lost him, because he's been um, working yeah. on his game, Diabolic, Diabolic, Diabolical. Diabolical, gosh. It's diabolical, actually. Diabolic. Oh, it's diabolical. Uh, Oh, it is diabolical. It's like Quake Arena shooter game. He hasn't had the time to. Um, You can check that on Kickstarter, by the way. Give him a little shout out. You can even put time with me on that one. And me too. (laughs) Oh yeah. Um, Since they lost him, they have not looked like the team they were. Not as nearly as dominant as they were. And I think it comes down to this boot camp they're having now. um, Together, if they can somehow pull. A stronger in-game color. Like, I don't think it's just necessarily Nox. It's just about the creativity the team used to play with uh, Tavik playing Soldier. Like, for instance, Watchpoint Gibraltar, they abused the hell out of Soldier on defense on top mm-hmm. of the actual spaceship because no one could deal with the Mercy or the damage amps uh, Soldier play. Hmm. And they finally had these unique strats that people didn't know how to counter, and that's when they were so strong and popular. But now, 
they're not able to compete at that level. And I, I wonder what this boot camp's going to do for them. Yeah. And so, hands down, you guys think Cloud9? I, I think Alexi's going to give a run for it, actually. Um, now that they've gotten s- settled down, you know, in the last, you know, week, week and a half, they, they might be able to get things together in the next few days and, and really, I mean, you know, before all this crazy drama, I mean, Cloud, Code 7 was the number two best team in the world. Like, it, it wasn't that long ago, you know, Cloud9 just recently is starting to, you know, um, just, just beat them, you know, in, in certain events, but, uh, to be fair, you're actually right about that. Like, yeah, I'm looking at I the think stats between the two teams. I think it's going to be really tight. I don't know why you guys think that Cloud9 has its hands down. It's been tight between these two teams, and given complexity, I, it's saying... had crazy drama, like, behind the scenes. This, you know, it's kind of, you know, this should actually be very, very competitive live. Yeah, Cloud9 just has a little bit more experience, and they've even even played on land together. So, I I still think that they have the edge. Um, at very least, I know that they're going to qualify. I, I'll, I'm quite well, confident yeah. about that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I would agree with that. Yeah, Groupie is like all up in the air, man. I mean, this Rogue is... could Rogue could impress, United could impress. Like any any one of these teams could play uh, out of their mind and just if you know, pull if anything this, if anything this sets up. Europe to really make a statement here because I, you know, for, for a long time now, I, I feel like NA has just been the better region, you know, in terms of the team, the top teams. So if we can see, you know, the reunited or rogue or misfits actually, you know, come out and, you know, beat one of these NA teams and beat one of the NA teams actually solidly, then I think that's going to bode really, really well for the region. Uh, if it's just all NA, I mean, I know, no, 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 I know, no. Ben, you're gonna love that. But I'm not sure how. how uh, I'm not sure if that's uh, necessarily great or not, but that it it could potentially be that. I mean, I think the favorite in a lot of these, maybe except for the Misfits fanatic, you can probably call even our NA teams, right? So, um, I think one see. thing we have to talk about as well before we do come off this topic, or one of the two things, is yeah. that IDDQD with not 200 ping. Wait, sorry, say that. You, yeah. broke, you broke up there a second. IDDQD not playing with 200 ping is going to be insane because he almost single-handedly carried them back at the Take TV oh, tournament yes. on his McCree. Yeah. He's ridiculous. And he's, if he's playing <laughs> on the land environment, oh, I am true. afraid to be against him. That's true. That is definitely yeah. true. Yep. It'd be great to see. I, I can't wait to see another land. It's, you know, we haven't had another land since um, Agents, right? Was that the last one? It's the last major one. Yeah, yeah. I mean, right? Uh, well, OG Invitational... And it's not really a land. That no. wasn't a land. Yeah, it was just all online. Yeah. So uh, yeah, it'll be great to see. Can't wait to you know like obviously it's been a, a very long event, so I can't wait to, to see it culminate at, at Games Gamescon. I'll, both of you guys will be there, right? There'll be a lot of people at Gamescon. So. Um, oh yeah. Is there? I, I hope there's. Is there like stands going to be set up or whatnot, or is it just going to be a small booth there? I. For the event? Yeah, for the event. Yeah, Gamescom. So for the action, there's two areas for Overwatch as far as I know. There's one at the Blizzard um, Blizzard section, okay. and there's one in the Esports Arena section. But in the Esports Arena section, because the game um, is graphic in terms of Germany, they actually have these big curtains surrounding the whole thing, so you can't actually see inside of it. Wait, Overwatch is, is considered Cause, graphic? Because there's blood. Oh my god. It's, oh, you, blood. it's like animated blood. <laughs> Yeah, but it still counts in Germany, so you won't be able to see clearly into it. You have to be inside the actual stage area to watch it. But there will be, like, hundreds of seats. Yeah, There's tons of seats. Okay, okay. That's good. That's Um, fine, then. I want to touch on about this, because I saw some people on Reddit commenting. um, 
about the hackization stuff oh. and how it's going to be dealt with when it comes to land. Ooh. So okay. doing it the same way we do with Counter-Strike, all peripherals and equipment needs to be handed in a day in advance so it can be checked to make sure. All cell phones, any electronic devices other than your, like, your mouse and keyboard and headphones um, are taken and kept in a, um, a box offstage so you can't actually load anything onto your computer. And everything is checked with an admin okay. directly behind you to make sure you're not loading anything inconspicuous onto the computer or using anything so, mid-game. So, so I think this will finally settle the hackizations. Okay, good. I mean, it's safe to say that there will be no hacks during this event whatsoever. All right. I I'm mean, sure if Slashter was here, he'd say, there's always a way. <laughs> That's probably true. But, oh, man. You could just, like, touch it with, I don't know, have something. I don't know how you could do it without any of those devices. So, um Okay, well, that, that's uh, yep. Definitely can't wait for that. And um, again, that that's uh, what's the date on it again, Jason? It's twentieth and twenty first of 20, August. Okay, twentieth and twenty first. So not this weekend. But ten p.m. CE, ten a.m. CEST on day one. All right, good deal. Uh, let's move on to the next uh, event, which was the Overwatch Open. And Ben, why don't I let you take this one or lead this one or lead us through this one? Yeah, sure thing. Uh, so. The next other, the other really big yeah. uh, tournament going on right now. Yeah. Uh, qualifiers still going. Last qualifier is this weekend for NA and EU. Um, it's kind of similar concept to the Atlantic Showdown in that there's uh, teams from NA and teams from EU uh, that are qualifying throughout a series of tournaments, uh, qualifier tournaments, and then at the end they're going to be pitted together against each other on a LAN format. Uh, with this one, I think it's eight best teams from NA and eight best teams from EU. So we will see, I think, a slightly larger group, um, at least that qualify into the playoffs. Uh, I'm not sure exactly what's going to be at LAN. Um, but yeah, we actually have the standings up for here, for this one. Yeah. And one thing we actually didn't talk about when we talked about the Atlantic Showdown is that NRG did fail to qualify, unfortunately, for all those Seagull fans. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and we all know that that team has a lot of fans out there. Uh, so... You guys are okay because NRG is looking in very good standings right now <laughs> for the Overwatch Open. At very least, they'll be participating in this tournament uh, for the weeks uh, and uh, months to come because I think the uh, the three hundred thousand dollar grand finals is taking place in, later this year uh, in early October. So it actually is the same weekend as TwitchCon, which makes me really sad. Uh, but end of oh, September, early October is uh, the E League finals. Um, so yeah, I mean, we can uh, maybe take a look at those standings right now. Wait, wait, uh, the wait. Two teams. Okay, oh, okay. Go ahead. Go ahead. Sorry, sorry. Go ahead. Oh, I was just gonna say uh, the two teams that have qualified so far are Envious and Misfits. Who I believe someone in chat was saying I think Misfits is number two in the world right now. Uh, I hmm. wouldn't doubt that at this point. Um, but yeah, uh, all the top teams that you expect are here, and you're gonna see even some tier two or tier three teams make it at least into the playoffs for this one because of uh, it just being slightly bigger. Um, so you've got teams like Splice and Sodi Pop uh, in NA, uh, and then e- in EU, you've got like Pretz, uh, who, by the way, Pretz is one team that could still maybe get picked up, um, you know, still still trying to make their way into this tournament. So mm-hmm. pretty open right now. Uh, Cloud9 is, and Fnatic is already qualified through two and, week two and three. Mm-hmm. And Rogan oh, reunited through okay. week. Oh, sorry. Yeah, yeah, you have to look at the, okay. the, the, the people. Oh, man, this won. is really confusing. I was looking. Yeah, you have okay, to look at the top. I'm showing one. both the top and the in the. My bad, my too. bad. Yeah, like, people it's automatically. Top done. four qualified. Yeah. Like number one, three is qualifier, then top four in points, right? For top eight. Right. Right. So these are the people that have won the qualifiers each week. 
So Misfits Rogue Reunited for Europe and uh, Envious Cloud9 and Fnatic for NA so far. And there'll be one more. So we got one more uh, this week. So two more auto qualifiers. And then, and then we'll see the point totals. And these are the point standings, so... Little qualifiers. Little. You can find all this uh, info it's like on qualifiersforqualifiers.com. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You can find all this, yeah, overwatchopen.com. Um, uh, amazing happened last weekend, actually, in the qualifiers. What? That's probably never happened before. Um, yes. I were to say a yeah. team, because I don't, I don't know if you know Fish Dicks, and I'm curious what you're going to say. If I said a team finished a map in 2 minutes and 55 seconds, what map would you say that would be on? I don't know. I mean, freaking one of those Gibraltar stupid maps. Reunited finished in two minutes and fifty-five seconds Holy against shit. NIP on Watchpoint Gibraltar. Holy that's yeah! Rad. I think I, I actually caught that. Perfect time. So, yeah, that's insane. Did it stop? Uh, <laughs> like it? No, it did basically the, didn't stop the whole time. It didn't stop a single time. Oh my god! Almost gosh. the perfect time on the that payload map. was just moving the whole time. That's crazy. Wow! Fastest time. Okay, that's pretty impressive. Recorded on that map. We'll have to, um, we'll have to note that record down, <laughs> that's for sure. As well, because I mentioned before, talking to Numlock, saying creation are just not doing too well. Look, the new Luminosity roster of Too Strong beat them 2-0 in that qualifier last weekend. So that's pretty... Ins- they lost the Reunited 3-0, but it's good to see that there's still some other teams that can kind of compete with the top dogs, and they're mm-hmm. not letting their organization down, I'd say. Yeah, Definitely. Actually, guys, I have an announcement. Yes, I was waiting for the announcement, dude. <laughs> uh, it's really not a big deal, but I'm actually heading to Europe on Thursday to commentate the last qualifier for this tournament, and I'm also going to be commentating the playoffs, which take place right after Gamescom. So there you go. It's yes. out there. I haven't actually yes. casted anything in, like, two months. feels weird, uh, but... I'm going to be on the road for like a couple of weeks and casting a whole lot of Overwatch. So look look forward to seeing my bright, shiny face on stream pretty soon here. Feels weird. I'm Feels excited. Feels good, man, right? Can you say who you're casting with? Uh, I mean, I think it's the same people that are out there now. Joshy so... went home. Oh, Joshy went home already? Oh, okay. So on Twitter. Oh, well, I don't even really know. Uh, I think ZP's still out there, right? I don't know. Just curious. All right, cool, man. I can't, can't wait to see you <laughs> casting again. It's going to be a lot of fun. That studio looks pretty nice, too. So Yeah, it uh, does. It looks super nice. Mm-hmm. Okay, so... Yeah, yeah so, <laughs> definitely. Do you guys... Okay, your so, studio uh, looks nice, too, Jason. Yes, your studio always looks I, nice. Honestly, their yeah. de- there's, there's actual desk looks so sick because like, yeah, the, the texture of the desk looks really cool and the orange lights. Yep. yep. All right, well, let's talk about uh, an event... If, if you're, you know, gung ho about your country and just have a lot of national pride, we've got a new event that's going to be right up your alley. Especially with the Olympics going on right now, it seems to fit really, really well. Uh, the Overwatch World Cup was announced uh, recently by, uh, let's see, on, on PlayOverwatch.com. Let me show it to you guys. And uh, you guys, you guys see this? I actually just saw this today, so I didn't actually even realize this. Um, let me see how this actually oh, works. Man. Do you guys know the specifics for this? Yeah, I, I'm so excited for this, guys. This is yeah. uh, it's a national pride uh, tournament. So yep. it's going to be uh, each individual region is going to be able to vote for their own players, uh, and they're going to be pulling uh, the top players from each country 
based on their rank in uh, in competitive. Uh, and then only people within that country are going to be able to vote on who they want to participate for them. Um, and this is awesome because esports has been missing this type of competition mm-hmm. since WCG kind of exploded. Uh, WCG was one of the foundational institutions in esports back in the early days. I mean, it was really the actually the biggest thing going on in esports for a while uh, was the World Cyber Games. And since it died, there really hasn't been anything to replace it. So I am, on a personal level, just really excited for this. But within the context of Overwatch, it gets even more exciting because you've got some incredibly stacked countries. Uh, To name a few, Sweden is going to be insane with the likes of Mendo, (laughs) Coco, Chipsigen. All of these guys are Swedish. Uh, They're going to come together and probably win the whole thing. I'm I'm just going to say it right now. Yeah, oh, yeah, like Monica, oh, yeah, yeah. It's actually disgusting. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh my god, I don't even know. Like, there's so many good DPS players on this team. Like I don't even know who who they choose. Um, and then you've got actually teams like Finland, which SG One is entirely Finnish, and then you Taimu and Linkser are also Finnish players. So that's going to be an incredibly strong team. Uh, of course, the US is going to be strong USA. as well. Um, so I think there's actually like. I'm pretty sure Sweden's going to win, um, but France, Germany, uh, Finland, U.S., Canada are all going to have really strong teams. And I personally think that Korea is going to surprise people and make a top five placement. Like, I really think that's going to happen. I was just going to say that because we have not seen Korea play against anyone outside basically Korea. Mm-hmm. It's going to be insane to see what they come up with because they're, they're playing a lot of heroes that aren't even in the meta currently in NA and EU. And this is like the first glimpse of seeing Korea finally see what they can do in in a shooter. A yeah. Crossfire, mostly. Mm-hmm. Um, it's going to be insane what they're going to pull out, I think. Um, difficult. The only, only d- slight gripe I have, though, is that it's a big popularity contest. Yeah, I, the I best competitive too. players in each, in each region, it's the most popular players in each region um, that get voted in. So, obviously, if you're a big streamer like Seagull, Pretty much, you can guarantee he's going to be in there. You know, uh, Time Mood going to be in there as well because he streams against a lot of viewers, etc. Pokelol is probably going to be in there. Stir probably even. Uh, so, like a hundred percent competitive. So I hope people out there don't think like, oh, it's going to be see- great to see the best players from each region play head to head. No, it's it's more of like a, I think fan event mostly. Fan I mean, we'll see, we'll yeah. see. I don't know. I think there's a <laughs> chance that it just so happens that the top rated players are the ones that. That make it in. You're probably right about Siegel, but uh, I don't see people voting right. in like Stir and and Pokelols. I don't see that happening. I don't think that's going to. It happen. just depends if they if they Are actually following? try try to get votes. If they try to get votes and recruit off and, of the stream, well, I mean that's <laughs> of this. And I feel kind of bad saying it, but it's like it's like the rich get richer. So if you're one mm-hmm. of those players who's maybe top of the bra- or top of the rankings, but you're completely unknown, you don't stream and stuff like that, you don't have like a Twitter or whatever, how are any of those guys ever going to be put in? Unless like the captain looks at you and be like, hey, I'm, he's really high rated, maybe I'll give him a try. Just a simple case of the rich get richer. And the people who are unknown won't even have a chance, I feel. Unless there's some way to like force them to have a certain amount of people who are unknown in the Well, I mean, I, I do know that they're going to limit it to like the top tier players in each role. So I'm not how sure how big that? that pool is going to be. Yeah. yeah. I mean, th- those are questions for Blizzard, but yeah. it is, they are, they are going to hand select basically 
uh, the top, uh, or not hand select, but go by ranking for the top players. At least then. Just want to make sure that they get represented because, I mean, if you think about it, this is like make or break for some people. If you have some unknown get in and perform really well, sign to a top team soon, you know? Yeah. A lot of people. I, I kind of would. Pressure. I mean, I kind of would have preferred is... that they just select team captains and then the team captains just pick the rosters. I don't know. But they're just going to pick but, everybody but that's on their team, like, too. That's not the fairest thing either. Um, basketball. Yeah. Well, that, like in PE class. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, your friends over other people. Well, if this event, you know, was a serious event, you know, like not just more of a, a exhibition, right? That, like you said, it's more of like a fans all-star type of thing um, that has a high-level play mixed into it. If this was actually a very, very serious thing, then, you know, maybe you could, you know, pull off getting captains for each of these countries. Kind of like, you know, the U.S. Olympic team or something like that with basketball. Uh, because, you know, all those guys are not... I mean, a lot of those guys are all-stars, but not all of them are, right? There's some role players that are put in that just mix well. And um, which leads to my next question, which which was, do you think these guys actually will play well together even though they're, you know, not on the same teams? And, like, it, does it take long to mesh really, really well in, in Overwatch? I don't think so. I mean, yeah, I don't. Most, my my inclination is it doesn't take that long. I mean, of but, course you have to have good synergy, but yeah. like the standardized like team compositions and strategies for every single map are just set in stone right now. Yeah. Uh, unless there's like huge meta things that shift before then, you know, people pretty much know what to do, and they do that every time. Yeah. I mean, imagine if this event was like a four million dollar event or six million dollar event. Like everybody gets, I don't know, something like that. Something just ridiculously large, right? Like. What would be the proper way of going about doing that? I don't know. It's got to be... Uh, how does the Olympics do it? Just copy them. I don't know. I'm not really so sure. I mean, you still want to go for, like, the region representation of individual players, or do you want to go for, like, best teams in each region? See, Three I, or I, four of the six people from that region. I, I mean, I, I like... I still like the individual players type of thing, where you just pick individual players from, the, you know, that country Take. or region. Like the six highest rated players, put them together in a team, expect them to be the best team in the world. Like a lot of stuff that people don't see, a lot of behind the scenes stuff, how they mesh together as players and people. Mm -hmm. um, as players on the team, I'm, I almost guarantee none of them is going to want to play Lucio or play Zenyatta. They'll want to play McCree yeah. or Genji yeah. or Tracer. Well, it has to, roles have to take, you know, into, they have to be taken into account at, to some point, at some point. So I don't know. It's kind It'd of be a competitive, tough though. Yeah, it would definitely be. There's no big offline tournaments or big online tournaments happening within a month's time around it. I think it'll still be some really good games. Mm -hmm. Time to practice together for this for this BlizzCon. Yeah. I would even take, if it wasn't even just country, I would just take region. Like, have it be Ryder Cup style with three three regions instead of just two. And, you know, have a, then you could include a lot of players. Then you could have captains figuring out, you know, how to build teams multiple teams right you can match up just just you have team a team b team c and team d or whatever on from each country country and then just have them like duke it out right and have it be a full weekend of awesome stuff uh i'd i'd like to see that too actually that was that was always my dream have like a captain who picks his teammates that are also nominated as well to try to get like a team of people he know or they know just a single team yeah like for instance mm -hmm. if like seagull gets nominated as a captain right is he gonna pick like gods and pooks and dummy and try to get his like whole team made again 
in this, or is he actually gonna like spread out and pick people who aren't on his team? Like there has, I'm assuming there has to be like some some rule set for captains in there to prevent them from doing that. I do not know. That's what I mean. That's all, kind of, all I, that's kind of why I wish there would be more teams so that you have more spots to figure out instead of just you know just a few spots or th- this type of limited scenario here. There technically can be six the US or USA teams coming if they're the best six teams in North in the Americas, right? Yeah. 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 So there's still a chance, but Brazil, what they got to offer. <laughs> oh god, Brazil. Like look at CS or uh, not Luminosity anymore, SK back to back major winners. Right. Like they came out of nowhere and worked hard and Brazil actually has some ridiculously good players when I mean, it comes Tempo's to esports. Tempo's in a Brazilian team too, right? Like both of them. Um, but yeah, so we'll have to see. Uh, just in general, though, I think this whole you know structure with with you know just country or region or whatnot, I think is good. Uh, I'd, I'd like, dude, I love it. Yeah, oh I love God. it too, man. I, I I I don't think just from an esports standpoint, like you said, WCG was was the first thing and uh, that introduced that type of nationalism. We saw it with w, uh, WCS season one too, right, with StarCraft. Uh, but it, that was a success in my eyes. I just like to see it more. I don't think we've even delved into it enough in terms of just different structures and things that you can do, even given that premise. So um, yeah, and, and by the way, I posted a link to Liquipedia in the chat, yeah. and you can you can actually easily through Liquipedia look at all of the players for specific regions. And I'm just like I'm just dicking around doing that right now, and it's like I, I think this tournament is going to cool. be riveting from. The moment it starts until the moment it ends, even though I think Sweden is going to win, uh, I think they're <laughs> going to cool. just, just, I think they're by far the best. If you look around, like, even like Spain has a good roster. You know, France has a good roster. Tons of these, uh, these countries are going to actually be very competitive when it comes to maybe not getting first place, but getting into the top three. I think it's just a ton of question marks. So. Do, it, do yourself a favor and dig around a little bit. It's and that's sweet. what makes for like really cool events too. Seeing all these players that you know we all know about, you know we all know are just like amazing, uh, and putting them all together too, right? So it, it, there's a lot of things that that lead up to a, a very intriguing event. So I can't wait to see how the first one goes for sure. Hey, this is completely kind of off topic, but relates to this. <laughs> okay. I swear. Okay. Have any of you guys been watching the international at all? No. When I can, not much. Mm-hmm. Okay. So have you seen the augmented reality stuff they do with picks and bands? Mm-mm. Chad, man. You, you haven't seen either fish sticks? Oh, oh you mean where oh. it like shows up on the uh, stage? On the stuff? actual stage. On the stage? Yeah, really? yeah. I mean, they've wow. been doing that for a That's while, awesome. but yes. Okay. It's so damn sick, and I really hope that at BlizzCon, they could do something like that, too, with the heroes. Wait, 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 wait. They've been doing it for a while, Ben? Like, did they do it last? They did it last year, yeah. Oh, if you're, if you're talking about were, that, okay, I know what that yeah, is. Yeah, I mean, there were there were there was like an actual Dota map on the on the stage, stage right? And there was like yeah. when when people use their ultimates, there was like cool lighting effects and shit. Oh, I didn't realize that. They even they even did this at Evo um, when when one player like selected a character, like the half of their half of the stage would light up. It was pretty cool. Yeah. We, anyway, we did but... some stuff with uh, Cologne as well. It wasn't technically augmented reality, but it was involving like the fly through of the whole stadium. You'll see like the team logo in the air, and the camera moves past it, but it's not physically there. It's just there within the graphics package. Hmm. Okay. I don't know. They, I, just imagine what they can do. I remember talking to Nate Nancer, who's like the head of esports for Blizzard for Overwatch, and the ideas he has for like a stage setup leads to having yeah, potentially augmented reality stuff with like the hero showing up on the stage via the camera. 
And like when they change heroes, they can still show the change stuff. I don't know. There's so much potential for it. I thought that was really sick to see. Yeah. Golden Boy is saying it. The characters are literally on the stage. Okay, so that's different. That's actually, yeah, yeah. I'm they actually show up out. in front of the players yeah, like, on the actual cool, stage. That's like really 3D. Cool. <laughs> that's yeah, cool. Sick. Yeah, definitely sick. Okay, well, I think that that's it for the top. Oh, actually, meta. Do we want to touch on meta? Uh, I think, Ben, you, you mentioned that you, you saw earlier this week that a little bit of fair mercy being broken out by Envious. And who else was it? It was Envious and... Cloud9. Cloud9, yeah. Both, both Cloud9 and, and Envious kept the pharmacy 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 yeah (laughs) yeah they kept the dream alive i mean it's not too much to write home about because they only played it for like short tiny little stints Mm -hmm. but it was good to see at least uh but in other news zenyatta continues to be the most broken hero in the game (laughs) oh my god oh god chips is playing it's broken i don't know most picked most picked what don't even give me that S me off right now. I am so beyond done with Genji. It's what? not even funny. Why? The Why? C teams win off of his Dragon Blade every time. Well, it's so yeah. annoying to me to see that. I'd be like, all right, Genji holds up. Okay, we can go in. But you're right with Zenyatta too. Like his ult completely cancels it, out of Graviton Surge. Why, why do yeah. you think? Mm-hmm. Why do you think Zen is so good? His ult completely cancels Dragon well, Blade. He cancels Dragon Blade too. That's a good yeah. point too. It's so, just like, like, yeah, go ahead. Is is revolved around the Zenyatta and work uh, countering out the Graviton Surge because that's what teams are relying on mm-hmm. is pull Graviton Surge and Dragon Blade across and win the fight. Is that, however, I'm waiting to see the adaptation from that where Anna's played more because I'm if they're going to a Graviton yes. Surge, yes. use a biotic grenade, no yep, one's yep, surviving yep, yep. that Graviton Surge. Yeah. Yep. I had that sudden realization uh, this week when I was playing. Uh, I was playing competitive. And in every game, I probably played like 20 hours in the last week, uh, and only once did I see that happen. But we, you know, we got caught in a graviton. Our Zen popped his alt, and then suddenly the the grenade landed on us, and we all died instantly. So I mean, people are going to figure out some kind of counter, uh, but right now the meta it just feels like it's in a weird place, man. It's like both teams. It seems like the the just the rhythm is kind of off right now. It's like, because almost every engagement is like, poke, 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 poke until everyone has their alts, and then suddenly Graviton, suddenly Dragon Blade, and then suddenly they respond with uh, Transcendence, and then after the Transcendence, they use Sound Barrier. And, like, <laughs> Sequential Both teams ultimates. just do yeah. the same ultimates, like, every time. I guess it's a side effect of everyone just choosing the same heroes, at least the same four heroes for the most part. Yeah. The thing, right, is that people complain when there was no hero limit, that it's like, oh, it's, it's super boring, everyone chooses the same heroes every time. Well, I look at one hero limit games, and it's still the same. Everyone chooses the same hero every time. The only difference is you'll see either McCree Reaper together or basically Tracer Genji together. Well, that's that's more of a... Like, that's a slight difference between the two comps. That's more of a product of limited number of characters, though. Um, You know, just seeing the same characters. Um, In theory, you'd see a lot more different combinations with zero hero limit, right? So I don't think that was the... Talk about D.Va, though. Yeah. D.Va is... Sick. She's sick. She, she's yeah. Really she, was, there's, there's no surprise there. I mean, she's disgusting when the changes. So that's came the out. big difference between NA and EU. NA love Diva. EU yeah. loves Zarya because Zarya counters yeah. Diva. Sure. But Diva counters so many damn things. It's insane. Like, hey, you have a dead eye. Hey, not anymore. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, any damage coming our way to Graviton Surge? Hey, not anymore. Unless it's a Dragon Blade or a Reinhardt. 
Yeah, I think they need to knock like a second or two off her uh, defensive matrix or something like that. I think it's actually that. I think there needs to be a cooldown. Just the cooldown needs to be increased. Yeah, that could work too. Yeah, I think that's more of a, an issue for me at least. What do you think of the the alt? What do you think of the nukes? Has the nukes been effective like in a lot of... Nuke is great. I love the nuke. It pisses me off so <laughs> it bad. It clears, and then now they chase, man. It's so crazy. What, what doesn't yeah, exactly. piss you off right now? I know. Quick, quick question. Favorite play, Jason, right now. I don't know. <laughs> you, how do you counter a self-destruct Graviton Surge you unless you have like a Reinhardt or a Bay? Yeah, don't. good point. Yeah, it's a Reinhardt's counterable. Thing. Like things that are uncounterable. A Roadhog hook into a one shot, uncounterable, unless you dodge the hook. Get good. Um, get good. And the self-destruct, uncounterable. It's just really frustrating sometimes to see. Like, that, that was the whole McCree argument, too. Or one of the arguments is that he can melt tanks, but yeah. he can also just E and right-click and kill you, right? It was just like, you can't miss this if you're a competent player. Right. Well, you can't miss this combo either with Roadhog or with the Diva Graviton Surge. There's no counterplay to it. That's the frustrating part to me. May. Everyone should just go May. I mean, yeah, no problem. Everybody should just go May. Yeah, yeah. Well, we saw a lot of capture points played in the uh, the Overwatch or the Atlantic Showdown qualifiers. We saw a lot of capture point played, and we saw a lot of May being played yeah, too. True. Uh, particularly on Hanamura, and it was actually really hard for teams to counter. Um, and they had to go to like some really mo- mobile comps to like just jump in instead of having people left behind the wall. We're starting to see some May. I think we even saw her on King's Row. Out of cool really? mat. Oh, that's I think, right. I think yeah. it was, if I'm not mistaken. Um, well, we saw um, Tailspin play it some too, right? On King's Row. In, in previous. Yeah, in previous tournament. Months and tournaments. Yeah. Oh, a couple weeks ago. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. But uh, I, I. Question is, do we all feel like Anna's in a good place right now? Dude, I think I think Anna's actually really strong. Um, not on all maps, but on the capture on the capture point maps. I mean, yeah, dude. Like uh, on Volskaya or uh, uh, I almost said uh, Numbani, Anubis. There you go. On these types of maps, like a Genji with with Nano Boost, just kind of wins you the point on attack. Like there's almost there's so little you can do against mm-hmm. a really good Genji with Nano Boost. Uh, that I think on, that alone is going to bring Ana a little bit up in the meta, at least a little bit. Um, and yeah, like you said, once people start realizing that there's actually a counter to Transcendence and it's called her Biotic Grenade or whatever the hell it's called, uh, yeah, I think we're going to see more of her in the future. I think also the coordination it takes to play here is a little bit rough. Like You can stack her ultimate really quickly, have a Roadhog, kind of take some damage and pew, pew, pew. Mm-hmm. Boom. The coordination it takes to sleep dart someone and not hit that person, right? Five seconds is a lifetime when you're down sleeping. Like, an entire fight can be over by then. And yeah. if you can control the amount of AoE you do, like with Zarya right clicks or something, you can actually keep that person entirely out of a fight. Um, it's just really hard to pull off correctly or easily uh, in the chaos that happens. Yeah. We haven't really seen that actually happen in pro games at all yet. You Energy have to, is actually you, you one of the few teams to play You almost have to Big lead with her. Ana. You have to lead with the Ana. Like the Ana sleep. Just so so it's not like, you know, people that are like afraid of bullets everywhere and they, or you know, you're you're sleeping somebody that's that's already being engaged, right? So it's gonna be it's interesting like, to see. It's like 
and not hit this target while you try to sleep them, and B, actually hit the target while you're trying to sleep them. Because if you miss, it's like, all right, we're screwed. I just missed my play, and now they're going to win the fight. B, really rough. That's what I think. Yeah, yeah. Kind of player that way. That's true. And I th- it's probably a case of just the teams aren't confident enough about it yet. And I think once we start seeing it, like one of the teams do it, then we'll start seeing a bunch of it. Uh, but right now, I don't feel like any of the teams have committed to Ana enough to show it at big events. Trider uh, in the qualifiers, Enigma was planer. It didn't really work too well, though. No, nothing worked out for energy in those qualifiers. It was kind of rough. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think we'll see Ana, especially on just capturing a point. Uh, the first point on uh, obviously on maps like King's Row yeah. uh, or Numbani, uh, and then obviously all the capture maps in general. Yeah, she's she's just good. Cool. All right, so why don't we take some questions? Uh, kind of wrap up here, at least the, with the topics, and you guys can shoot us some of your own questions. You can uh, check out the Overview Twitter account at the Overview GG. Uh, tweet over us some questions right now. Uh, if you don't have access to Twitter for whatever reason, you can go ahead and uh, write your question in the Twitch chat too, and we'll read from both of them. So, what questions do you guys have today? In the meantime, any of you guys have any cool questions or things you're going to be doing this week? Well, I'm going to Europe, baby. Yeah, on Friday, I mean, right? Yeah. Is it Friday or Thursday? Uh, Thursday, Thursday. Thursday, Thursday. Yeah. Okay, cool. Enjoy your 10-hour uh, flight. 10-hour yeah. flight. flight. I'm, I'm also going to enjoy, enjoy my very strong dollar right now, especially oh, in London. Oh, damn. Especially in London. Damn. Ooh, it's going to be nice. Okay. London's actually not going to be stupid expensive for once. That's true. That's true. What are you gonna get in London, though, man? You like the food there? <laughs> I mean, uh, I don't know. Actually, um, this weekend I was like, I'm gonna go shopping and I'm gonna get a bunch of nice, solid color shirts because you know that's what you have to wear on camera. And I only have a couple. And instead, I just played Overwatch literally all weekend. Uh, I didn't do anything but play Overwatch. Bring a solid day. black Overwatch shirt. On. I don't want to talk about it. For you, I. I'm 68 right now. Uh, oh. I was up 71 most of the weekend, but I had some de-ranking last night. Dude, the rolls I get is insane in, in comp. Like, we had some guy play Mercy, and we're like, hey, could you switch to Lucio or Zenyatta? And instead he switches to Hanzo and trolls the whole game. And this is, <laughs> this is at rank 77. Yeah, that shouldn't be happening. Happen. That's crazy. God, I, mean, I, 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 I tell- That's all I play. <laughs> That's all that happens to me and where I am right now. So, Thoughts on skill rate manipulation. How do you... That's actually a good question. Like, what do you mean by that? Like, What happens is you have someone who's on a high rank account. So like 70, 80, whatever, 60, oh, like high 60s. Right, right. They queue with a fresh account who purposely lost their games, sure. their promotion games or their, their placement games to be like rank 40 who's actually like a rank 80 player. Right. And they play together, which means they're always the underdog, and they get a ton of points for doing it. So both of them are going to have alternate accounts, smurf accounts to play on, so you can boost it. That is, you have to limit how far you can queue. 50 rating, right? Like, you can be 100 and queue with, like, a rating 50 player. Maybe 10 difference, and then that way you can really control that happening. Yeah, yeah. It. I kind of... Like, it's a, It's a tough situation, because... Uh, on one hand, when I'm queuing, when I'm solo queuing or duo queuing with my buddies and we happen to queue up and we get someone who's like 58, like that can ruin the whole game if they just have no clue what to, t- what to do. 
but also on the same hand, I played last night in a queue with my coworker who's like same as me, like 68, 69. Uh, and then a couple of the, our other coworkers who are like mid, mid to low 50s. And it was fun to be able to queue together. We actually won a couple of games. Uh, so I don't know. You got to strike a balance. Yeah. I, I think I do agree, though. I think like you should limit limit it to like, I don't know, 15 ranks or something mm-hmm. like that. Anything more than that just seems like too much. Yeah, 15, 10. I would say 10, actually. But uh, that is, should there be a separate queue between solo queue yeah, and duo queues? Yeah, I see that. And Moru. I, I don't know. I think I I think it would be nice. I mean, I definitely wish that there was a team kind of feel to um you know like you you have this three, three you know just like the this three just three team players or four players that that just that just uh, rank up together right versus just like solo queuing and or just playing together and then solo queuing separately and then it's just like a completely different experience because right now my experiences are totally different. It's it's pretty shitty on solo queue to be honest for me. It's either extremely easy or it's extremely terrible. It's never super competitive for me. The top guys at the moment got there because of one reason from queuing with other people, not solo right. queuing. Exactly. Um eh, eh, eh. uh Surefor's alternate to Tsumi, he only solo queues on that and it's like a uh, top twenty or whatever. There, there, are, there are definitely some outliers. I think there's a lot of players though who got there because of queuing with multiple people. Like even uh, Linksters has a sort of account who's top 500 as well. He's like ranked 12 on it. Um, there's definitely some problems. But what I liked about League and how they handled it was the Challenger series that they used to have was like based off of the ladder they had, the team ladder. So you had to be like top 10 or top 50 teams to be into a qualifier to play in the Challenger series kind of thing. But they don't have any like in-game ranking system, or as in like a way to see it easier against other people. I think that could be potentially really cool. Yeah. If you do have a team yeah. queue, and then that sets you up for qualify for a tournament, would be really interesting. Full team queue would be awesome. Um, but uh, as someone who actually never played League or Dota or Counter Strike or actually any of these games that have good queue systems, I don't really have any context. But I don't really see why you would make a difference between like solo queue and like duo queue or like trio queue no one ever says that that sounded weird saying it but um i don't see why you do that but i do like the idea of having a six man a separate queue for like six man teams i think that'd be cool Mm -hmm. position people to play competitive too and that's what you need to have like a really easy way to facilitate newer players to play in in actual tournaments by doing the six man queue and seeing what it's like to play against a team of six yeah agreed uh let's see let's take maybe a couple more in the call of the day um Hello Keeper is asking yeah, about the crazy on the Sombra, Sombra. <laughs> ARG crazy stuff. Uh, My only thoughts are exactly what I've said on this show like 50 times. And Blizzard, you, you are so smart. How are you this smart? Your marketing <laughs> is too good. I've never seen anything like this ever. Like the way that they market this game in like every imaginable possible way, way is just astounding. How does how do they do that? I don't I don't get it. So that that's my thought. And what happened? They released a screenshot or something like a picture because it came out like late, well, really early in the morning for me before I was even awake. There's been multiple things, uh, but it's like uh, static in like their announcement video for Anna. Someone ana- analyzed that and like made it into barcodes and lined it up and translated into binary and then translated that into something like i don't even i'm I'm not smart enough to understand but 
Pokemon game there used to be. It was like a it was like a quest. Yeah. Where you have to solve all these riddles and problems, and That's there was like 150 of them. Mm-hmm. Hear things like download an audio manipulating program, slow down the speed of an audio clip, and then figure out what they're saying to enter that as a password for the next level. And yeah, it's like that. It's, it's definitely similar to that. But at this point, it's to the point where everybody is looking everywhere. You know, like it, within the game, within the PTR, just like there's this whole list of uh, uh, Spanish phrases that are in Dorado, I believe, and people are trying to figure out if it's code for anything. So um, I don't know. I think overall it's great. It's it's awesome. It's definitely a unique way of um, promoting their you know potentially a next next character that they're going to release and the next and it happens to be in line with what Sombra you know, potentially is, which is supposedly like a hacker of some sort. So, um, it's just, it's cool. I, I think the community enjoys it too. So keep doing it. Yeah. Blizzard. There's, there's no, no reason not to. They love messing with us too. <laughs> they do. Yeah. They do. Uh, well, actually, uh, I saw a question about Roadhog and a question about Winston very okay. open ended each way, but we didn't really talk about, uh, the tanks too much, uh, when we're talking about meta. Um, but I, I would say I'm, I've been very interested to see, the resurgence of Winston, especially on King of the Hill, primarily on King of the Hill, but teams are picking Winston at an extraordinary rate right now on King of the Hill, which I really didn't see this coming. Like a month ago, you, I, I thought Winston was like a trash tier character for, you know, there was a, there was a short period of time where like almost nobody was playing him ever. So uh, very interesting to see Winston really jump into the meta, yeah. um, especially on those King of the Hill maps. Um, but Roadhog has also gone down a little bit, I think, in general. Mm-hmm. Um, but he still gets picked. Like, good Roadhog players, getting a single pick is just changes absolutely everything. So he's still good. So I, the, 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 the Junkrat, or the Roadhog, sorry, I always get them confused, got messed up because Zenyatta, that Discord orb. Yes, he's brutal. like butter. It's insane brutal. how quickly he can die. Um, but, like, the pick comp, like, if you want to run that, you were talking about earlier, Fish Sticks, the whole, like, Work work down the enemy shield, maybe go with ultimates. But if you get one good hook, the game's over. Like that's a win, one fight for you, pretty much. Unless they somehow combo you. Uh, I think he sees a lot more popularity because of the Zenyatta pickups. Because Zenyatta, you have an equally matched Winston and equally matched Zenyatta. Winston will win mm-hmm. or not die, so not lose the fight, which is important because you keep him out of the fight most of, uh, for most of the time, and you also mm-hmm. force him a Kree to sit back to protect the Zenyatta, so he's not in the front line attacking. Um, yeah, I think that's it's interesting point. to see that it's interesting to see the the difference that so you can see Winston played more, but also Diva has become like a better Winston now because you you basically have a shield by mitigating all the damage coming through. You have the self destruct and you have the ability to harass into the backline really quickly onto people and do an insane amount of damage with your ultimate. Yeah, she's just better overall. Her tool set, her her tool set right now is just a little bit better, right? Um, at least in terms of Roadhog. Reinhardt, you don't see him played that much unless it's I, certain maps. I was wondering about Reinhardt too. Yeah. I, I I always felt I the more and more I was playing, like I felt like Diva was in some ways more of a replacement for Reinhardt than it was any of the secondary. Reinhardt games. Diva is insane, by the way. You take yeah. like no damage with that comp, but <laughs> well, yeah. <laughs> do, you, do you need both of those though? Can do. Yeah, can do. Oh. Yes. All right, well, why don't we call it a day? The great show. I mean, we had a lot to talk about and covered a lot of stuff. So, um, you want to do some shout outs? Uh, Jason, you want to start us off? 
the typical ones I always give. ESL for let me work on Overwatch, parents for let me work on, uh, or to let me pursue this career. Even uh, the Magical Potato in chat is a high school friend of mine, played oh, World really? of Warcraft with for like <laughs> nice. four years. Yeah, um, cool. He's actually, so he is actually a mutual, he's a friend of me and AJ Fishsticks. Oh, I met this guy. Yeah. I met him at Evo uh, or something like that. Give him a quick shout out for that one for, for being here and saying hi. Hope awesome. he's been enjoying Overwatch. Man, you being, a, you being a friend of this guy for that long, dude. I, that, I can't I, believe it. We, I can't we, believe we this guy. We played World of Warcraft Arena together, two twos, <laughs> with Shadow Priest and Rogue. Top, we were number six in the world with Shadow Priest Rogue combo. He's disconnected because we lives, was living in Santa Barbara, and we kept losing because of it. And eventually, like, we just rage quit and stopped talking to each other because of that. Wow. But it was good times. <laughs> That's hilarious. All right, Fish Six, shout outs. Um, let's see. Atlantic Invitational mm-hmm. is finalized, so watch out for that at Gamescom. The the groups are ready to, for you to check out on Liquipedia and elsewhere. The last of the Overwatch Open qualifiers before the playoffs is this weekend, and I will be casting it from London. Yes. So make sure to uh, go ahead and follow twitch.tv slash Overwatch Open and uh, give that channel a follow. You can follow us all on Twitter as well. We'll, we'll be tweeting about all these things. Um, that's pretty much it i'm just sad because the you, season's you... about go ahead, go what ahead. go ahead well the season's Season. about to be over yeah and i'm gonna be traveling for the rest of the month so like i i basically have like tonight um <laughs> and tomorrow night those are my last two chances to play like a lot of overwatch and uh i know that i still have to like pack and go shopping so basically i'm done i have no more I'm I'm level 68 and that's yeah, it and I'm really sad. That. I'm really sad about that. <laughs> you still get 300 um, points, man. That's cool. Yeah, I got 300 points. Yeah. Um, I think this cool, weekend when you cast and then just play in between the show. Okay, I'll do so, that. So we're yeah. not seeing you guys next week then, both of you guys. That'd be likely. Okay, we might have to moving agree. next tomorrow Monday. So I don't even know if I have a place or internet. Wow. Okay. Yeah. So next week we'll have to figure out what we're gonna do. Maybe Shade will be back too. So, uh, but I'll let you guys know. Uh, for me, just shout Give out to you guys. Give a shout to Shade. Yeah. Shout out to Shade. Yeah. Shout out for Shade. She's moving too. So it's it's like all of you guys are moving. It's crazy. Definitely crazy. Uh, but shout out to you guys for doing the show today. It was a lot of fun. Uh, everybody from watching that tuned in, all the folks that are listening right now. Uh, big shout out to you guys on iTunes and and Google Android or whatever app you're using to listen to the overview right now. Uh, I guess the only shout out I'll do is uh, I do have a show that's kind of new that we debuted it like a week or two ago called Spoiler Alerts on Thursday that I do with Elheim and Eat My Diction, and we're gonna be talking about uh, the Killing Joy this week or the Killing Joke. Sorry, the Killing Joke this week. So if you're uh, big fan of batman and and uh the book plus slash the movie come and check that out it's kind of like a you know review we just dive into that sort of thing that's going to be on elheim's uh twitch channel too twitch.tv slash elheim but until next week guys that's going to be it for the overview so for jason kaplan fish sticks and myself champion v we'll see you next time later